Getting a voice. A voice. A voice. A voice. Voices. 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 Getting a voice. To young scientists. Greetings and welcome to Voices of Young Scientists, the podcast of the Global Young Academy. Today's episode features current GYA co-chair Raula Inglese Lotz, an economist, professor, mother, and a self-professed avid social media user. Raula recently caused a stir among GYA members and alumni when she shared a video suggesting a controversial approach to social media usage, namely that we not only share our successes, but also our failures. Why anybody would make themselves look bad when the baseline of social media is to loud our successes, to toot our own horns, and to get that selfie angle just right, is a matter that is open to debate. But, as Raula argues, perhaps by sharing failures as well as successes, early career researchers can help set more realistic expectations for the next generation of scientists by showing both the good and the bad sides of academia. Which is what Raula will be discussing today in our newest episode of Voices of Young Scientists, the podcast of the Global Young Academy. My name is James Curtis. I'm the Senior Communications Officer of the GYA, and I'll be your host. I'm here speaking with Raula Inglesi Lutz, one of the GYA co-chairs. Uh, Raula, could you please tell me a little bit about yourself? Hello, hello. Um, thank you for having me today. I'm a professor at the Department of Economics at the University of Pretoria. I identify as an economist, an energy economist. I enjoy economics research and um, I enjoy uh, supervising my students and spending time with them and exchanging ideas. I've been involved with the Africa Science Leadership Program and I think that's where all my science leadership interest came from. I'm involved in the South African Young Academy of Science. I was a co-chair there a few years ago. As you mentioned, member of uh, GYA um, uh, for a few years as well and a co-chair of uh, the last few months only. I'm, I'm also a mother of two boys, very busy boys, and I do so many other things at the same time when sometimes I want more hours in the day to do so. Yeah, we we definitely all do, don't we? Um <laughs> Raula, ostensibly, we're here having this conversation because of a recent video that you made that you shared with GYA members. Um, could you talk a little bit about that video and kind of the motivation that brought you to create it and share it with the members? Yeah, for sure. So I've been, <laughs> I must admit, I'm one of the people that use social media quite a lot. Um, I'm in most of the platforms that I know of and um, every day there, some might say I'm a little bit of an addict and I'm not sure about that. Um, so in, in this case, I was um, observing the last few weeks the so many new things and interesting and inspiring things that uh, the GYA members are doing and that we celebrate all of them. And... Um, I, I was really in awe with all of these achievements and successes. And that triggered two, two main thoughts. The one thought was um, what we discussed as sharing is not necessarily in social media. So I know some of the people, some people are not comfortable sharing their successes in social media, uh, but 
can you imagine how many more we are missing because we don't know of? Um, so that was the one trigger from all of this, that the only successes we know, the only successes and achievements we celebrate are the ones that are shared with us. Um, so how can we make sure that we know all of them and we celebrate all of them? And the second triggering thought was um, something that, that I'm, I'm playing in my mind for many years now, the, the fact that um, we are growing as a generation that only shares achievements and only shares successes. And that might have created a false idea to our mentees, to our students, that we only have successes, we only have achievements. And that's, that's also wrong. And also it doesn't allow us to share the ways with which we, we deal with these failures, in inverted commas, because it's not really failures, it's, it's just a way of growing. So the, 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 the second thought from that was, how can we become this generation that, of scientists that share successes, but also share faults and share, how did I call it, flops, and, and share lessons learned from, from a paper got rejected. Because recently I was discussing, I was discussing with students and they believe that everything came, comes easy. And no, Prof, you are, you're always successful in everything you do. And I was thinking, no, that's not right. So I don't allow them to see the full, the full picture. And therefore, when, when they fail, they think they're alone. And I think that's, that's for, for emerging researchers as well versus senior researchers. We, we only see the Nobel Prize. And we don't see how many times this person has, has received a, a, a letter of rejection for something or a grant application that never went through. Um, and then we compare ourselves with them, with their successes, and then we're thinking, no, I must be doing something wrong. It's not for me. Um, so in that sense... I was wondering what can we do to encourage people to discuss um, this, as I said, inverted commas, failures, so that we learn from each other. And, and that, was, that was basically what, what I said in, in the video, encouraging everybody to celebrate successes and achievements and talk about them, but also at the same time, find a way to, to show the realities behind it. The realities of academia are, are are obvious to me as well. My wife is is an academic, and she's currently struggling with an end of project report. Uh, so, a lot of sleepless nights, lots of of stress, and absences from family life, and so forth that go into it. Uh, students need to need to enter into academia, I suppose, with uh, eyes wide open, right? Of course, of course, and and it's it's interesting that when we find safe environments, so groups of other academics and scientists that, that we deal with the same things. We, we are open. We, we are fine discussing about these things, about the challenges we're facing and about the pressure we're facing and how different academia is to uh, and, and the science environment compared to, to other environments. Uh, but as, as soon as we get into students, we, we, we think we, we need to save our face kind of. So we, we don't share this kind of things. And also with our seniors and our managers and, and executives, also we don't share that because we, we believe that, or, or, or we have grown to believe that sharing these kind of things are 
sharing our vulnerability and sharing our weaknesses and people will see us as, as weak. Well, I, I don't think so. I don't think so. If we don't share these things, the situation that we're experiencing will not change. And the other thing is the, the, the previous generations, generation to us would say, um, I, have, I have had very little sleep and they would feel proud of it. Uh, they, they would say, no, um, I have deadlines, so I'm, I'm managing with four hours of sleep. And I, I have fallen victim of this mentality where I, I was reading something that I wrote a few years ago and somebody asked me, how do I manage to do all the things that I'm doing? And my answer was, I don't value sleep. And that's, that's also wrong. We, we should get out of this mentality that the busier you are, the more worthy you are. Um, we are we are struggling sometimes because of that because we think that saying that I'm super busy means also I'm super productive and that the two are not always equal. That's that's for sure. And you know this falls into the normal social norm of when you meet somebody you haven't seen in a while. How have you been? Oh, very good, busy. That's the first mm -hmm. thing you you mentioned. The first oh, I'm so busy. You know, so many people do do use that as a kind of badge of of honor in in our society. So, um, I wanted to circle back, Raula, to something that that you mentioned, and I think is a very important aspect. So, let me play a angel's advocate here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, in in the age of social media and internet permanency, say, you know, sharing one's failures our vulnerabilities with, you know, uh, judgmental supervisors or colleagues or potential employers even, uh, it kind of dissuades people from, from wanting to share those negative things there. So how do you see that we can create one of these safe environments to move forward in, in, in this suggestion that you're making? There are some, and that's, that's very crucial what you're saying, because it, it has a lot to do with mentality, right? With, with mindsets. And there are so many interesting ideas floating around in the science environment and, and academia, academic environment uh, that does not go forward for the mere, with, the, with the mere reason of, but if I do that, other people will not understand it. And, and then I, th I think we're missing out. We're, we're missing out of beautiful ideas out there that because of this fear and this um, yeah, it's a fear of failure, right? It's a fear of failure. Um, so my, my thinking is creating also the mindset that every failure is a lesson learned. So if we start presenting and thinking of our failures as opportunities to learn so that we don't make the same mistakes again, then sharing them is also a reminder to us. So I, th I think it's a mindset mentality thing. Uh, on how we share and first how we think about it and then how we share it. Um, and, and this can only happen if we are all together in that. So if I start posting on Twitter about the rejections I get from journals, which are very often, by the way, very, very often, um, and I mean, uh, colleagues will understand and, and, and fellows and friends from the GYA will also understand the more you write and the more you submit things, the more failures you have. Um, if I start sharing this kind of things, even, even with a good mindset, and I'm, a, I'm the only one that shares them, then I'm, I'm putting myself in a, in a weak position. 
Um, but if there is a, a community like GYA that says, you know what, all together, we will share our lessons from all of these rejections, failures, hurdles that we, we experience. And we, we, we sort of, in a way, make it lighter by, by making others realize that we are all together in that. Then, then we, could, we start creating these safe spaces. And, and, and really, many people, and I, I'm, in a sense, I agree with, they, they don't see Twitter or Facebook or anything else as a safe space. But, but sharing can be more than that. Sharing can be just going to a WhatsApp group with your students and, and share that what happened the other day. Um, if we are responsible of creating our, our own safe spaces. And I think that the, the, the big underlying condition in creating the safe spaces is collective action um, and not individuals that... that can be targeted, as you said, by, by possible future employers or current colleagues. Or um, so, I, th I think that the, the 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 idea of doing something together and belonging um, comes in place when when we want to create safer spaces. Raula, you mentioned before that your students were one of the motivations for this wanting to share more of failures to, to kind of help them along to see that that you as a mentor are also experiencing failures. Um, do you see any declines in mental health, say, in your students? Or what, what led you to this this worry? Um, since the, the pandemic hit, with the lockdown and everything, I have made a very conscious and intentious decision to, to be next to my students as much as I can. Um, but not only um, with, you know, with the supervisory tasks and the things that the university needs, but also more on a personal human level. Um, and I, I've made the comment many times that we need to be nice to our students because they're our, our, our future colleagues. So uh, we need to prepare them to be good colleagues for the rest of us. So um, we have created a WhatsApp group with my PhDs and master's students of last year, um, and we share things there. And in the beginning, it was mostly sharing of um, articles in our field and things that we have worked on um, because there was this... this expected fear of the you know the supervisors and the groups so I should be careful what I say and then I started sharing other things there other more um, motivational quotes that I find that that um, that are linked with them and encouraging them and every now and then a message to them that says you know what I'm, I'm proud of all of you keep it up um, or I'm here if you need to discuss let me know um, so through that, I've, I've started seeing them opening up more and I've started seeing them um, for who they really are and not just students, but human beings that study. And um, I've, I've realized that many of the issues they have could have been avoided if the system was different. And um, recently, especially for PhD students that have lost this camaraderie and working together, uh, feeling at the university, and now they're only behind the screen. Uh, with them, I've seen the need for connection. And for some of them, 
the the translation to mental health issues you you mention it and it's it's really true for our students um definitely the last year and a half i'm not sure if and that's something that the people that are specialists in that and experts in that should tell us but i'm not sure if the mental health issues became more or we became more aware of them and people started talking about them more. I hope it's the latter, to be honest. I'm not, I'm not sure. Um, but definitely people struggle. And I, I see that just uh, uh, mentioning your struggle and your challenge in, in a, again, the safe environment, but in that WhatsApp group, for example, everybody's there to help. And uh, immediately the, that creates an, it's a, a, a community. Um, but also I've started in this, in this group seeing how, how they view me uh, and how they, they joke about, about me. And it's, it's very interesting to, to realize that sometimes we are, we are far from our students because we don't have time to do that. Uh, but we have so much to learn from them. Um, and I also find myself in, in a position where I feel responsible for who they're going to be next. So to give you an example, um, we we have this thing that uh, I'm, I'm trying to tell them that during weekends they can they, they should relax. But if I don't do it myself, they will they will never do it. They will feel the the, the need to, to to work harder during the weekends, like I did when I was a student. Um, so when we have our relaxing meetings, I would ask them which day of the week of last week they didn't do anything and they have different days that they choose that but what was very 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 interesting for me was the change of the mindset in that because I had two students not yesterday the, the week before on a Sunday that sent me voice notes with something they found about what they're working on but they both started their voice notes with I know it is Sunday I'm just sharing now, before I forget it, you don't have to respond today. You can respond tomorrow. And that's a, a, a very beautiful example of, of changing of mindsets of this, as you said, I'm busy and that's a badge of honor. Changing the, new, the next generation of how they think about work, how they think about research, um, how they, they value balance, that, that balance that we never achieve, but the, the balance that we try to create. Um, and I think we need to listen to our students more. That's, that's what I've learned at the, the last year or so from, from that group. We need to be more approachable to them because we're also learning from them. Yeah, I appreciate what you're saying about listening. That's a very important skill in, in almost every walk of life. Um, so, Raul, the motivation back, circling back to where we were about uh, sharing of the video itself, how we can share some failures as well as the positives, our achievements. Um, have you any uh, examples, some concrete examples, perhaps, of, of the things that you think you might be able to get away with sharing on, on if you want to do it on social media, fine, on an open place like that, but also those those safe environments that you mentioned, such as the WhatsApp group or other safe environments. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to give you an example that I had from last week um, of a failure <laughs> that I didn't have to, to share it 
in, in Twitter or in any other social media platform, but by sharing it with the student I was working with, I think I've made, I've, I've made it lighter for her, but also I've taught her how to deal with it. So we had a paper submitted. So I'm going to talk without giving any details. So paper submitted, um, um, the review came back. Um, they allow us to, to, make, us, to make revisions. Um, and then we make the revisions, we submit again. And then the, the next reviewer decides it's, it's not worth it. And they decide, the editor decides to reject the paper. Um, at first, when we got this news, um, because me and my student submitted together, we were co-authors, when we got this news, um, she was depressed, okay? It was, but why did this happen? Um, and I don't agree with the comments of the second reviewer. Um, and so we, we had to, to, to go through all of this. Um, and what I did is I told her that editors and reviewers are also human beings. So I will take it up with, with the editor to try and understand the process a little bit more because I have my, my, my um, let's call it doubts about the process. The email I received from, from the editor could have been perceived as a very negative email, not only for, for my paper, but also for myself um, as, as a researcher. And that, that response was only shared with me. Um, but I decided it's, it's a time for, for teaching a lesson to my students. So I, I got here with me in the whole process. So I was sharing with her the fact that I received a, a very negative email, professionally and personally. Um, and I'm not going to respond to it now. I'm going to respond tomorrow when I'm, I'm better. So in a way, I, I taught her how... You don't respond immediately. You wait a little bit. You receive the, 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 the negative criticism, um, but you don't respond emotionally. You go and you respond the next day. So the next day I responded. And I, as, as I said, again, I kept here in the loop. Um, the paper, just to cut the long story short, the paper was, um, was never accepted. The, the decision remained reject but I managed to create a much better, more conducive environment with the, with the editor um, because we explained our positions both sides. And the student now knows how to deal with a negative review or with a negative email that is a bit attacking to you personally. Um, if I decided to take that on me, and never share with her, because the email was directed to me only, um, and never share with her for fear that she will see me as weak or as a bad researcher or as whatever else, that student would never know um, how, how to deal in similar situations. At least now she has an example, she can decide to follow it or not, but she has an example that, that she, can, she can go back to a baseline and, and knowing that I'm also receiving emails that are very negative to me. Um, and I, th I think that was a valuable lesson. And that was all done without having to share anything in social media, but affecting somebody's mindset, like my students, 
was was equally important. So th- there are ways of, of doing it without necessarily sharing everything on social media, but sharing it with people that we can make an impact to. Um, of course, social media can can has a power, negative, positive, depending on the situation. Um, so sharing maybe the way we deal with with this, this failures might might be the way to go with social media and, and only refer to these without necessarily um, talking about a specific in- incident. So what we can do is every three months, write something like um, the last three months were very productive or I had four rejections or I had a few rejections and I learned to deal with them in that specific uh, way so that we learn from each other. I agree that uh, that's a very important lesson to learn, not firing off a, an email once you get get one that's personally attacking you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sitting on it for, for a while really... Um, yeah, that that's a, a very important aspect, and and you're right. A lot of students don't don't have that skill already, and those are those are things. Some of the soft skills that they have to develop, and that that mentors are so valuable in helping them learn. And actually, I use that specific example to share with my kids. So, for, for scientists that also parents, um, again, there we have this almost power dynamic that mommy and daddy are always right, um, which I try to break. And um, almost the same days of, of that incident, my youngest had a similar problem, but he, he lost um, without even thinking. And then I used this example to him that, you know what? I also had a bad day. I also had a difficult situation. I also had somebody uh, being against me because that that was his problem, and um, don't respond. Respond the next day to them. So, if we don't share these kind of things, even with our kids or with our partners, we create this false idea of of who we are. We are not super uh, heroes. We we are human beings. So we are allowed to to have feelings, and we we are allowed to have emotions about things. And you can imagine a negative email is a uh, can can trigger quite a lot of things, um, but we're also adults in that case, and we we can control them, and we can create positive situations out of them. I think I think the, the main message is if we are not open, we can make a difference. And and I know the the, the introverts among us will will, will challenge me in that. Um, but I think the, the greatest changes in the world came from people coming together and sharing and changes in, in, in politics, in society, in science, even in academia, if, the, if, if there's not an exchange of, of findings and, and discoveries, then, then nothing moves forward. And I think we have to start seeing all of these experiences the same as that. Um, create communities that you can share with. Um, whether it is three colleagues at your department or whether it is a few students or whether it is your your family. Um, I think even by admitting sometimes what is happening to us, that triggers in our, in our brains the, the, the right sparks on how to change them. Sparking change seems to be a very good way to both end this episode and to ring in the new 2022 Gregorian calendar year. 
So we'll bring this episode on changing habits in our social media usage to a close. With thanks to Raula and with well wishes to you and yours. May you have a 2022 filled with peace, prosperity, and above all, robust and lasting health. Until next time, everybody. This episode was produced by James Curtis for the Global Young Academy. Music provided by Fragile Audio Room Music Production.